This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International, and with Lisa Stendhal. She is a scriptwriter and one of the directors for the Parish of the Pines movie. Now, David, you're really heavily involved with the Parish of the Pines movie and its premiere and release. And just want you to talk a minute here. Talk about the impact you're hoping that the Parish of the Pines movie is going to make. Yeah, Mark, I'm praying that the Parish of the Pines is going to prick people's hearts. One is for our history of really America's strength has been in the gospel. I mean, we were founded, as we've talked about before, by persecuted believers coming here. It was the first and second great revival that gave us that foundation of God-centered and people-centered nation of volunteerism Mm -hmm. and, and truly the goodness of society which we've waned from now, and we're struggling in morality, mm. in the fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom. This film is wholesome. It's beautiful. It reminds us where it came from, but it's even more, it's, it represents the modern day uh, circuit riders, which Frank Higgins, we talked about with Russell, is the Sky Pilots, the nickname he's given. And today we have Sky Pilots like the Stindell family doing the missionary work, like Russell specifically, which we've talked a lot about. So we want people to discover that there's still forgotten people out there, lost, hurting, broken, like the lumberjacks of the late 1800s that God is raising up leaders to, to bring the gospel up to. So we're hoping that we're going to have a movement, a grassroots movement of our partners and others to come and help promote this film and get it out in theaters. And we're so honored to have Lisa. Lisa, you inspire me and you're a Mm -hmm. blessing. Sisters, you directed this and you specifically were the ones that really had a vision of bringing out Frank Higgins' life. And, you know, talk about why that's important to you. And Lisa, right out of the gate too, I know there's a spiritual heritage that connects to that revival that happened among the lumberjacks in Minnesota in the greater area of the northern part of the United States. Uh, So talk about why this is such an important move to you, writing the script and and the impact that it has on your life and you're hoping for others. Mark, David, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you and with everyone. Yeah, The Parish of the Pines is uh, the story of Frank Higgins. When I read his story, I was so moved just by the willingness of this one man to go against everything that they said could not be done and essentially risk everything for what he felt God wanted him to do. And um, he became the first lumberjack sky pilot. And then it wasn't just him. It was like a whole company of of men became his support group. And, And together they changed essentially what's the North Country in the history of the entire northern region of Minnesota and other states. And one of those sky pilots that uh, was converted in that time actually was the one that brought the gospel to my grandfather, who, as many know, became Mm. a missionary to Columbia, brought my dad down to Columbia when he was eight Mm. years old. And the rest is history because my family is going to be having ministry in Columbia. I think it's their 60th, our 60th anniversary in January. So the impact Mm. is like never ending what these men actually accomplished. Well, that's amazing, Lisa, that 
you have that spiritual heritage and you know you're really by biologically half american half colombian we've kind of laughed at god's ironic twist that here your family and the colombian support the colombians have made this movie for america to to remind us of our history and so i just want to uh, thank you for that and you know the other thing that when i watched it lisa as i was really was i watched frank's life his heart his passion the sacrifice the risk he took I was thinking of your father. Was that the same for you as you kind of went through that story? You were realizing, wow, Frank had the same spirit my father has. Did that occur to you or is that kind of my perception? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was such a parallel. When my sister read the script, which we have written things together, and on this occasion, I was kind of on my own due to circumstances that were happening in our family, so she couldn't participate with me in the writing of it. But when she read it, she, she said she just cried the whole time because she was reminded of my dad and of his work. And I had that same feeling with Frank. Just he's this this guy on his own, trudging up to the northern camps, books and Bibles on his back, just any way he can, looking for, for support, not always getting the support he needs, but going out there. Mm. And not just him, the, the character of Eva, his wife, is greatly inspired on my mother because she was behind these men, there has to be a support team. And even if it's just one person, it's extremely important. And so we see the parallels to our family. You know, a lot of people really love the story of John Sornberger, who is the outlaw that gets converted. And I love the story as well. It's sort of a Saul to Paul story that as Christians, everybody loves the dramatic. But Frankie's story moves me on so many levels because it's a story of a guy who had the right ambitions and the right intentions and even that he has to give up for God to work through him. And so the parallel between Frank and Eva and my parents is so real and strong. I love how you, again, highlight that again, because if it wasn't for Frank, we wouldn't have John, the, the disciples. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't have all those disciples. There always has to be the one that goes in front of bringing righteousness to the unrighteous for the dramatic, some of those dramatic stories to happen. And yet how dramatic and powerful it is for those who have kept a clean heart and run the good race, who have persevered to the end. And Lisa, you did a fantastic job with that. Um, now, Lisa, I want to bring out this was a seven-year process. I mean, you poured your heart and life out for this. Mm. It's just incredible to get the background stories of your family being involved. I, I, we were just talking with your uh, younger brother who plays Frank and how, for me, I don't know of any other major motion picture that has been produced by family and done with such heart. What was the most difficult thing, you think, for you in this process of directing this film? Well, there's difficult aspects all throughout the process. One of the most challenging things just for us was that we live in Columbia, South America, and we run a mission down there where we do radio broadcasts, Bible distribution, all the things you've probably heard about. And so we had to do this film up here in America with the cost that it implies to produce something in the United States our family traveling. I have four children. My sister, who co-directed and produced with me, has two little boys. And all of these locations are absolutely remote. You know, we were filming during COVID and we were, you know, producing this thing before and after it. And, you know, the world changed. Everything changed about how things are done. 
And basically, we just didn't have a way to hire people to do the work for us. The Lord wanted us to do it, and we absolutely had to strain every single resource in terms of time, energy, focus, to be able to keep everything running at home, but then also take off and and, and essentially become missionaries to North America by making this film. Yeah. So Lisa, let me add, I know we're going to have to take a break here, but Lisa, I want people to grasp what you just said. You produced this film, your whole family, while still running the work in Columbia. I mean, of course, we, we see it happening. We, during this, we have been distributed, print hundreds of thousands of, of, of Bibles and, and Christian materials down there, the radio stations, ongoing work, and you guys were able to juggle both. It, it's been an amazing season. When we get back, Lisa, I want you to bring out how the Lord provided in supernatural ways through some of those difficulties, those challenges, just for people to get touched by by the back, some of the background of this movie. Yeah, so we'll be right back after we uh, talk a little bit about what's happening and some other aspects of our ministry. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Lost Story Cinema presents a new feature film, the story of Frank Higgins, the lumberjack sky pilot. More than any class that's lived in our land, these lumberjacks can truthfully say, no man cared for my soul. The church has forgotten the prodigal while caring for the souls of the saved. 30,000 men? Men to whom God is dead. And Sunday is the harvest day of iniquity at the saloons and brothels. But you were there, willing. Willing, yes, but why not ordained, you see? The Duluth Presbytery is not going to ordain an uncouth lad who hasn't even finished the sixth grade. Ever since I was a young lad in Canada, I've wanted to pilot men to the skies. Aren't you the lumberjack sky pilot? I am. My brother heard you preaching. He said you're a fellow who never leave a lumberjack down. I'm too low and vile for even God to do anything with But God brought me all this way to find you. Based on the true story of an ordinary man, who would become a giant. The Parish of the Pines, coming soon. For more information about this film and to learn about a movie premiere near you, go to theparishofthepinesmovie.com. Theparishofthepinesmovie.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And with Lisa Stendhal, she's a scriptwriter and one of the directors for the Parish of the Pines movie. Now, Lisa, before our break, you were talking about how uh, you had some real challenges making this movie. It was made during COVID. So, of course, there's restrictions on travel and on contact with people. It was very remote, uh, sometimes traveling to places like in the middle of Alaska in order to do uh, the filming. Plus, you're running a ministry back in Columbia and you're traveling with your kids. Just a lot of challenges there. But what I'd like to know about is I'd like to know if uh, kind of how you saw the Lord provide. Tell us one story about how you saw the Lord really intervene and provide for you and your family during the process of making this film. Mark, we have story after story after story. It was like a provision on a daily basis. And the Lord just did everything from providing the people, providing the places, the locations. The Parish of the Pines is filmed in all four seasons, which is a feat. Just to film in winter. I mean, most Hollywood productions Mm. won't even film in winter because you have the risk of freezing up your equipment. I mean, there's tons of things that can go wrong. We, um, We filmed beautiful fall scenes. Uh, spring, summer scenes, 
And every single step of the way, the Lord just surprised us. And basically, He just took us to places we never even thought we could even reach. Uh, One of the places that we filmed in was in central Alaska. And we had done a a thorough location scout before we started the filming process. And we were essentially going to film the whole movie in Minnesota. And we had talked to several historical societies and old log camps that had been uh, ensembled there. But due to COVID, we had to switch gears and we ended up in central Alaska and just out of the blue. I mean, it was one of those things where somebody said, hey, why don't you call up this guy I know? Just not even not even a formal meeting. So we ended up calling up this dear, dear man called Larry Dorhorst. And Larry's story is that 20 Mm -hmm. years ago, he the Lord told him to build an old town. And he didn't know why. He just huh. followed the Lord. I, 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 It reminds me so much of Noah in the ark because it was like he didn't know why he was building this old town that the Lord told him to build. But he was obedient and he did it. And he had in the back of his mind the hope that maybe he would use that as a, as a historical museum, a homestead museum where the tour buses would stop by on their way to and from the Denali National Park up in Alaska. Well, the buses were rerouted. And nobody ever stopped by his museum. So he just had all these old buildings that he had done on his own and all the paraphernalia to go in them just sitting there. And just one day out of the blue, he gets this call from my sister. And she and she says, you know, hey, we're filming this movie. It's Parish of the Pines. It's late 1800s. It's about the logging camps. We need a logging camp. And could we come by and see your place? And Larry immediately felt that that was from the Lord. And he not only opened his place to us, he didn't charge us anything. Wow. He gave us free reign to film in all of his town, use all all of his buildings, all of his special old paraphernalia, which we would have had to have permissions for or build ourselves somewhere else, which would have cost thousands and thousands of dollars to do what he had already done from 20 years ago. And he just laid that on the altar for us. He gave it over to to, to the making of this film. And it was, I mean, that is just one tiny example of the things that the Lord did. And it was like he had prepared Larry's heart and had prepared tons of the sets for the film, even before he had called us to make the movie. The Lord was already working on sets and things for us wow. to um, to be able to use. So like I said, I could go on wow. for hours about how the Lord just provided every single detail on this film. Lisa, we were blessed to go and visit that town when we were up there last year for the wedding. And um, that came out of the film that we talked about with Russell Junior and when I went to when Cindy and I went to that film, I mean our minds were blown. I mean that to reproduce that that town today would be multi million dollars, and and here's a guy who did it over twenty years, just like you said by no by by faith. And here because you guys are walking in faith, you became the answer to his prayer too, and the joy and delight he has that now there's this greater purpose involved. You know, and I just want to add one other of the multiple stories for the dog lovers. There's an amazing backstory how Frank Higgins used St. Bernard's. And real quick, uh, Lisa, tell you about how determined you were of finding St. Bernard. No St. Bernard's that could be found in, in Alaska. And what happened? Yeah, so the real story of Frank Higgins <clears throat> is that he created the first ambulance to go in and out of all these places with two St. Bernard dogs that he found. And so I wrote the script, you know, 
as closely based on reality as I possibly could. So when we had our team up there location scouting, you know, I got the call and said, hey, in Alaska, there's a whole bunch of huskies. Could we use some huskies in the film? And I said, um... I think it really needs to be St. Bernard's because, I mean, if we want to use those real-life pictures at the end of the movie, it's just not going to look right if in the movie there's huskies and then at the end the real pictures like depict the St. Bernard's. So we were praying about that because there was no... There just there just weren't any. And then again, another phone call of, you know, my sister's mother-in-law was like, hey, I know this um, Ukrainian family. L- let me give them a call. So she gives them a call and the Ukrainian family have St. Bernard's. And not just any St. Bernard's. These St. Bernard's are actually descendants of the famous Beethoven St. Bernard dog of the Beethoven movie, which my family loves and my kids Mm. just love that movie. So it was like having a celebrity, the descendants of a celebrity on set. And they, you know, in a matter of days, there was a guy who built the harness and there was a girl who knew how to train the dogs. And there was another person who built the sled and it just all came together. And the dog scenes with the snow were filmed the very last day of that year that there was snow on the ground. The next day, the temperature rose and all the snow had melted and it was just absolutely like walking on the edge of a knife with that whole thing because if we had had to wait it would have been a whole other season and we probably wouldn't have had we would have either not had the dogs in the snow or we would have not had the parish of the pines that we do now we would have been moved a whole other year so Hmm. yeah the lord gave us the saint bernards just in the nick of time and it was pretty amazing and we met fantastic people through it all that's just a great story. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Let's go, Lisa, and let's change it now to what's happening now. We just had the first premiere this last weekend in uh, Sedona, Arizona. We're hoping we're to launch this across the nation. What feelings did you have this last weekend as we had a sold-out crowd in that beautiful theater there? Tell us about your thoughts of this getting to this this part of the steps of the film and kind of what your hope is for the future. I was so moved this past weekend. I was moved at at a job well done just by our whole team. The movie looks absolutely beautiful in the theater. The photography done by my sister is absolutely beautiful. And the sound mix, we had our sound engineer come up from from Columbia and, and the sound is, it's so professionally done. It's so wonderful. And just the support of the SOM staff putting together the premiere just took my breath away. Just the fact that everybody rallied around us and poured out to make the premiere happen in a way that many of them hadn't even seen the film. And they just believed in it so much that the Lord was just from hearing stories of what the Lord had done with the film. They were so excited to do it. And then the audience response just absolutely overwhelmed all of us we couldn't believe it i think one of my favorite things that somebody said was somebody came up to me and said you know i thought it was going to be just one of those christian films and and it wasn't that at all it, it was not that i don't know what i was expecting but this is not what i was expecting and i was absolutely blown away by how real and how well it was done but also just the story of how how it how it is impacting my life and so it just people testimony after testimony of people crying 
laughing, enjoying themselves, but at the end, really challenged to do more and be more. And I think that that's our hope. Essentially, Mm. our hope through this is not to be glorified by making a good film or not to be remembered because we did this great feat, but that people would walk away from this saying, I need to do more. And there's hope. However bad we think the country is headed in the wrong direction toward. I mean, I know that it's a time where it's very difficult for people to see any sort of hope. And on so many levels, there's there's political, social, economic levels that people are just absolutely needing to be reminded of, you know, that phrase that Frank Higgins says, to be reminded of the things that were forgotten. And sometimes they weren't known and sometimes they were forgotten. But we all need to be reminded that that the only hope for any of us is the Lord Jesus and to follow him completely unequivocally unapologetically follow him and i think that's the desire that is in my heart my family's heart is that any person and it doesn't have to be a lot of people because with frank it was just him and he changed that north country forever and it was just him so if the lord can use his story to just touch a few hearts but really touch them to the point where they can surrender completely and be used by the lord i think we'll see i think we'll see a change in this country an absolute change in this country and that's the hope that i have for the film lisa you're speaking wow. words of refreshment that i think we all need and we we all are are wanting this hope a focus a purpose and you know you say that with credibility you grew up in war-torn Colombia. You have not shrunk back. You've joined with your father in this team effort. And now you've brought this beautiful film to America to remind America of our history. But again, what God calls a maturity to being a witness for him. So uh, I applaud that. And I w- Mark's about to bring us out here. And I just want to encourage everybody right now, go on to the Parish of the Pines movie.com. And, um, and and look at some of these backstories. They have some amazing backstories there. You can hear some of these testimonies. People had the premiere. You can hear about the partnership we have, how you could do, um, you know, you could host a premiere in your area and, and how you could get involved. If God touched your heart at all with this podcast and what was going on here, we just urge you at least pray and, and ask the Lord what part you might have in getting this film out to the theaters and to the public to have an impact in our country and then hopefully even internationally. So thank you again, Lisa and Mark. Thanks for taking us out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just a few things, a a number of websites we need to highlight as we uh, close out this time. And again, Lisa, thank you for being on the show today. So first one is the one that David mentioned, theparishofthepinesmovie.com. You can see a trailer of the movie and you can see some of the behind the scenes footage that's there. The second one is if you want to know about the other work that at least and the Stendals are involved in down in Columbia. We put out monthly updates uh, with all of the things that are happening with the Stendals ministry. And that's, uh, you can sign up for that monthly update at atriskradio.com, atriskradio.com, and just sign up for a free newsletter and we'll send that out to you. And you can be a prayer partner and understanding better about what's happening with the Stendals and their ministry in Columbia and beyond. The next one, if you want to host a premiere, 
then the place you want to go is go sky pilots go skypilots.com and there you can first of all you can sign up to be kept up to date with what's happening with sky pilots and um, that that group and the parish of the pines movie you can also uh, and i think we're gonna we're giving away a free book i i think is that right david yes uh, if they sign up to for the updates they get a free book there so we had the co- co-director alethia's book alethia wrote a beautiful book and for signing up we would love to give people that book all right. So if you sign up, you can get the free book. You get updates about uh, about the Parish of the Pines movie. You can also, at that same place, you can sign up to host a premiere if you would like to gather some people together and put together a premiere in your town, in your city, in your area. We would love to give you the tools in order to do that. And then uh, last and not least is SOM Bookstore. SOM Bookstore, we have the other movie the Stendhal's put out, which is La Montagna. We also have dozens and dozens of different books that Russell has written. We have Alethia's book that's available there as well. We have just all kinds of resources that are available for a donation. You make a donation to the ministry. We send you the resource that you want. So I think that's it for today. So again, thank you so much for being here on the show. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International. 